Welcome to our podcast today on smallbusinesshorsepower.com. I'm really, really excited about having our guest today, Allison Jordan. I think you're going to find this really, really interesting. I'll tell you what happened is I haven't had my dinner yet and I'm hungry and I shouldn't have done this. I went on her site, order me and I saw all these fantastic restaurants and now I'm really really hungry but first we're gonna finish a fantastic podcast and uh, learn a lot about Allison she has done so many things in life but I'm gonna let her tell you about it and this fantastic venture Allison welcome to the program on smallbusinesshorsepower.com Oh, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And we're, we love having you. Uh, first, tell me a little bit about your background and then the concept of order for dot me and order for me, the deli portion of it. Tell me a little bit. Absolutely. So my background, really brief, I have a master's of science in gerontology from San Diego State University. Then I became a Playboy Playmate. And so... <laughs> It does. It's uh, I worked for Playboy for about 11 years or so in the bunny costume, um, traveling all over the country, meeting all kinds of folks. It was a wonderful opportunity, actually all over the world, I should say. But yeah, I, I absolutely love my Playboy days. But now it has been time to uh, hang up my bunny ears, so to speak. And two years ago, my husband and I developed Order for Me, which was a concept that came from having countless dinners with friends, being frustrated about splitting the bill. And I said, there's got to be a solution. There's got to be a way that I can go to brunch or dinner or what have you with friends and just order what I want to order and pay for my portion of the meal without having that awkwardness when the bill comes and they say, well, let's just split it. When, you know, some of the people may have had like six drinks and I had a bottle of water and a salad and I just didn't feel as though that was very fair. And so my husband and I looked into it and we thought, you know what, there isn't anything like this. Let's create it ourselves. And so he was able to code it and, um, and with help overseas, they were obviously, this is not, not a one man band. He definitely has a lot of help um, building the platform because something like this is obviously very extensive, but we were able to create something that allows customers to actually order from their phone. And the idea behind it initially was just to have someone be able to order from their phone or what they want and to be able to pay the bill and leave when they want as well so that you're not waiting for a bill from the server because that's another hassle of dining out. We felt as though that was a big headache and if we could alleviate that problem, that would be wonderful too. Well, cut to the uh, pandemic and everything just obviously is upside down. And now we're finding that it's just a great way to order contactless contactless ordering and payment as well. So that's kind of where we are. And we just recently, within the last two weeks, we just opened Order For Me Deli. And the reason that we opened a deli was to showcase our platform, to show that it can work, to show just, and also for us on our end, kind of to work out the kinks, to see what's working, what's beneficial, and also, um, you know, add and take away things. We're just, we're learning. It's kind of like a great pilot program. We're also offering amazing food, I think. I'm a little biased, but I think it's absolutely delicious. I've eaten there like twice a day for the last two weeks. I've tried everything on the menu. We have all-day breakfast, breakfast burritos, salads, and then also deli specialties as well. But it's just, it's really great. I think we've had a great response from people. I think initially they're not quite sure what to expect, but then when they actually 
order, get their food, and they can leave whenever they want to leave. There's no bill. They're they're all set. Um, they're very pleased. So the the response has been overwhelmingly positive. Allison, I of course we you brought it up. Let's talk about Playboy and everything, but let's do that later because I'm focused on this food right now. I go on this thing, and this thing is in, amazing. Like you got here a, a classic steakhouse that was established in 1949. Then I can go next door and have a plant-based burger. I could have a first Sardinian restaurant. I got to find out what that's all about. What separates Sardinian food from Sicilian food and Italian food. And then I can have a little mango here, a little Caribbean classic. I mean, this thing is amazing. I I can't believe it. Let me ask you a question. How do you get these restaurants involved? How do you get them to sign up? So that's a great question. A lot of it is just relationship building. So going into different restaurants within our neighborhood. So we live in Santa Monica and a lot of the restaurants we have are primarily on Main Street in Santa Monica. And they've created a wonderful dining alfresco program where these restaurants have set up these patios. And so one by one, we've just gone and met with the owners and met with the managers and just talked to them and just built those great relationships and shown them how Order For Me can be beneficial for them. And there's one restaurant in particular that comes to mind, Papil Gustav, and they have the most amazing farm-to-table food and they use Order For Me exclusively. So you can use, when you want to get something to go, you you can use Order For Me. But then also if you want to dine in, you can use Order For Me as well. That is great. And what about your background? Did that help you at all in networking? Did you have previous contacts from your time in your Playboy life or your other ventures that you've done that gave you that entree into this restaurant business? Or you just walk in, nobody knows who you are, and you start from scratch? Like, how do you build that? That's a great question. I definitely reached out. So I had done a show in Las Vegas called The 702 Scene for years. And I reached out to a lot of my contacts in Vegas. But Vegas right now is open. A lot of their restaurants are open for dine-in. Whereas in Santa Monica, we're only patios. So you can't actually dine inside the restaurant. So I found that it was more beneficial to just go into restaurants in Santa Monica not known anyone, just basically like a cold call, essentially. And I definitely think that my background, just, you know, meeting folks, talking to folks, you know, through the years, all different kinds of folks. I think that that's really, really helped me to just be able to have that confidence to go in. And I also believe in our products. So I'm able to go in and say, hey, I think this could really help you out. And so far, it's, it's been going really great. Speaking of that 702, maybe that's what it's about. So I never saw you in Playboy itself, but where I saw you, I believe the first time was I went to Las Vegas. I checked into a hotel. I don't remember which hotel, whether it was, I don't know, it was one of the hotels, one of the, on the strip. I check in and you know how, like, I don't know, you check in. And then you got to put away your suitcase. And also, what do you do? You find the remote, you turn the TV on. So the hotel welcome thing comes up and I'm watching it. And I don't know if I flick the channel or right on there associated with the hotel. There you come. And it says your name and then that show. And it's introducing you to various places in Las Vegas and everything. That was the first time I saw you. And it was quite a while ago, but I remember that. And that's where I said, oh, Okay, and I like your presentation on that show. So tell me a little bit about that. Am I right? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I was doing deal or no deal at the time. I was one of the suitcase models and I was presented with the opportunity to work for Extra, which is an entertainment news program. And then my boss at Extra, he's one of the main producers. He created this whole 702 scene show, which allows a hotel guests to be able to see, you know, the latest and greatest restaurants and nightclubs and shopping experiences throughout Las Vegas. And it really it was such a fun job. <laughs> I mean, it was a great 11 years doing that job because I got to some amazing restaurants and go to the most beautiful nightclubs and just have all these different experiences, like these inside experiences in Las Vegas. It was pretty incredible. Yeah, that's where I found you there uh, on my hotel screen, previewing Vegas with a fantastic tour of Vegas. That was a really great show you had there. And uh, you did it for 11 years. That's amazing in itself. And I guess that obviously introduced you to a lot of restaurants and so on and got you interested in all of this. So it all goes together. And you did that great half year on that show. I loved it, Deal or No Deal, as one of the suitcase. Yeah, no. I definitely think my experience in Las Vegas introduced me to a whole new, I mean, my culinary palette. It was just, I was trying things that I never imagined I would ever try. And so it's definitely made me a lot more adventurous in life in general. Allison, what is the future of restaurants? Because you're talking about, and I didn't even know this, that Santa Monica doesn't like San Diego. You're not, San Diego, you have 25% where you can sit inside, but I don't like to, I still like to sit on the patio as a personal choice due to COVID-19. I did not even know till right now that Santa Monica is patio only. And so what is the future then of these sit-down restaurants that aren't patio only? And is it going to change after? COVID-19 or is it going to, in your opinion, is going to go back to pre-COVID-19? No, I think it's going to be a dramatic shift um, in the whole restaurant industry, which is very sad in some regards because there's some amazing mom and pop restaurants that probably, I mean, if they haven't already closed, they probably will remain closed. But the whole restaurant industry, in my opinion, I think it needed it needed a change. It needed to advance. I think that the old way wasn't necessarily working. It was just getting by. And I think that innovative ideas such as, I mean, obviously order for me, but any type of way that we can advance restaurants for the future, just for, I believe in more like employee benefits. And it's just the old model wasn't working. It wasn't working for the owners either. The profit margins were so low for a lot of these smaller restaurants. And that's one of the things with Order For Me. We want to help these small businesses stay afloat because, you know, the bigger businesses, they can afford to create their own app. They can afford to come up with these different technologies. But a small mom and pop business, I mean, that's, they're lucky sometimes if they have a website. So we offer Order For Me. Our platform is completely free to all small businesses through 2020. And I, and I have a feeling we're going to extend it beyond because our goal right now is to keep as many businesses in business as possible. That's great. And are you going to expand your territory? Because right now you can reach these restaurants because you're within driving distance of your home, as you indicated, and going and signing them up and marketing yourself, the restaurant, the concept, the whole thing. But now what's your long-term vision? Do you see expanding this to other territories? 
Absolutely. We would, I mean, ideally we would love to be, you know, nationwide. I think right now rolling out, you know, in California or on the West Coast, I mean, just as we're learning with Order for Me Deli, we want to make sure that the product is as perfect as possible. We want it to be completely seamless for the guests so that there isn't any headaches or frustrations on their end. This should be as easy as possible. And so our goal, you know, we've been in talks with different stadiums, pools. We see this being something that could be really effective in airports as well. So it's definitely something we need to, we're going to continue the momentum. We're going to continue trying to branch out into other territories. But initially we're just focusing on the market in LA where we could actually be there and kind of get the feedback from customers and really just kind of experience what they're experiencing. But now that we're getting that under our belt, we feel more confident. And as we get more funding, <laughs> we'll be able to hire more salespeople and more support staff that will enable us to, to just keep continue to grow. Well, that brought up a couple of questions. One is, how do you get the funding? Because are you into partnerships? Some people are, some people are not, especially with friends and family. Like, I don't want to ruin my relationships and have a partner. Some people are very open to that. Everyone's a little bit different. What's your stance on that? What kind of funding do you seek? Is it people you know? Is it banks? How do you go about it? So right now we're in a seed round, basically friends and family initially. And we warned everyone up front. I mean, everyone has a different take on it, but we wanted our family and friends to be excited about it. And if they believe in this, we wanted them to be a part of it. And some of them were kind enough to write checks, which we certainly appreciate. But yeah, it's been great trying to find the right partnerships. One of our co-founders, we took on a co-founder. One of our co-founders is an executive chef. And the reason why he invested in this company is because he believes in the concept and he believes in the future of this concept. What he was seeing as an executive chef was the cooks and the chefs in the back of the house not receiving as much tips. You know, at the end of the night, the servers were walking out the door with this enormous amount of cash. And he likes order for me because our philosophy is everything should be shared. So if you choose to do a gratuity, you want to add, you know, 15, 18, 20%, we have a feature um, that allows you to do so. That money goes not only to the server, but also to the back of the house as well. And so we believe in this model. We think that it is a good way to go for the future, especially because people shouldn't have to be working two or three jobs. Like, especially with the minimum wage going up, you won't need, from a business owner standpoint, you won't need quite as many servers. But if they're getting paid better, then you can reduce your, your staff. Yeah, and um, I can go a couple ways with this. I have all these questions popping up in a limited time. But first, let me tell our listeners, you're listening today to Allison Jordan on smallbusinesshorsepower.com. We're so happy to have her with us. And Allison, you talked about the chef. And what I see, and tell me if I'm wrong, is you go to a chain and the people come and go, but they have a formula and the food is going to taste the same every single time that you go in there. On the other hand, you go to a family owned or a private restaurant. To me, that chef is so important in that kitchen because if you lose the chef and another one comes, then the consistency for a second time visitor or a third time visitor may not be the same. Do you feel that way? And how do you look at that as the owner? Like, uh, because you're going to have some turnover and how do you kind of view that? 
No, absolutely. I think that that is something, I know that's certainly something that we at Order For Me Deli are committed to working on creating those specialty dishes that are consistent, that are delivered with that great flavor and taste every single time. So I certainly think that anything can do to keep your chefs there and happy, <laughs> it's going to impact your business. Because I know for us, the ambiance is great. It's, it's very casual, but it's really people should come to food. And I hope they continue to come back for the food as well. Yeah, it's a great point. And how about the competition? I mean, in a sense, you're competing to me against also delivery service, right? Because you want people to go to the patio and sit down. But a lot of these restaurants have gone the direction of enhancing their delivery menu, even four and five star restaurants, knowing that they may not have sit down customers for quite a while during COVID-19. And so they're relying on these delivery services services and catering services and others. So do you find that that's a big source of competition for you with these restaurants? Yes, absolutely. We, uh, we pivoted our platform when everything was shut down to completely pick up only. And our service, again, for Order For Me is completely free. So that was another enticing thing for a lot of these smaller restaurants was the fact that we don't charge a commission for the pickup. So we don't actually offer delivery currently, but we do offer pickup. So if someone wanted to go to the restaurant and get it to go, they could pick it up and that's a service that's free. And so yes, those a lot of the Postmates and Uber Eats, those are all great, but they do take a big commission from these smaller businesses, from the restaurants. So with our Order For Me platform, it's completely free And it's no cost for the restaurant to sign up. We just, our main goal is to get users. We want people to try it and experience it and love it and keep coming back and keep using it. Because I believe that once people try this and use it, they're going to love it. Like I personally, I use the Starbucks app. That's the only way I order my coffee now because I don't want to wait in line. I want it to be ready when I get there. There's just so many things that it's convenient for so many reasons. So your profit is going to come from the restaurant, but it's very limited by COVID-19 and the fact that right now uh, with the restaurant struggling, uh, you're not charging for takeout orders and pickup orders and all of these things. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. So we utilize Stripe, which is a payment processing company that a lot of companies use. It's a secure payment processing and they do charge a small fee. So it's up to the actual restaurants themselves if they want to offset that cost onto their customer. So some of our restaurants charge 0% convenience fee. Some of them charge about 3% convenience fee. Um, it just, it's really up to the restaurant. But we personally, we don't charge the restaurant ourselves with Order For Me to set it up and everything. We create the menu. We work with them. We really want, our goal is to help these restaurants survive as much as possible. That's great. Uh, that's something to really be proud of. And wh- why is this the right time for this business, especially during COVID and all that's going on? Like, what's your feeling? Is this the right moment? And why is it the right moment? Yeah, I believe really COVID accelerated adoption, because I think that this is something that and I'm going to age myself here as I'm turning 39 next week. Younger people, I think the TikTok audience, the, the kids that are used to, 
you know, taking Uber. Some of them don't even drive. They're used to on-demand services. They're used to convenience. I thought when we initially started this, my husband and I said, this is for the kids. You know, they're going to love it. But now with COVID, it's not just for the kids. It's for everyone. It's for people that want to stay safe. It's for restaurants that want to keep their servers safe. It's really taken on a whole new meaning, not just convenience, but the safety factor as well. And from a restaurant's perspective, if there is a COVID outbreak, I mean, we have, it's contact tracing essentially because we have your order and the time you placed your order and we can contact you via email if there was to be, you know, heaven forbid, if there was something that we needed to contact you regarding. Well, uh, one more question related to that restaurant, Allison. What is the difference between Order4.me and then the deli part of the business that you've launched? Uh, what are the differences there? So Order for Me is just our platform. And then Order for Me Deli is a way for us to showcase our platform. So we use, at Order for Me Deli, we use Order for Me exclusively. So you can't order from a server. We don't accept cash. We don't accept calls. We do all the uh, delivery apps if you want to get it delivered. But we are all about embracing technology at Order For Me Deli and showing our customers basically how wonderful technology can be and how beneficial it can be. And also to show other prospective clients of Order For Me, like other smaller restaurants, if they want to come in and experience it for themselves to see what Order For Me is all about and how it could be beneficial for them. And also just to encourage them to be excited and embrace technology and not have it be something that they just deal with, but have it be something that can actually help them get by and also in the future, maybe even change their business model. You know, like I said, we have less servers, but we have, you know, we make sure that our cooks are compensated accordingly with, you know, the, the tips dispersed evenly. We just were really trying to change the game. That is uh, an amazing job you're doing with your husband. Check this out, but don't do it when you're hungry. I'm telling you, this thing, order for dot me. I mean, look at these restaurants here. You've got ale houses, you've got uh, chicken places, and uh, you can go on and on. Mediterranean, I'm just going down the list here. Peruvian, it, the list goes on and on. And it's been so fun to have Allison on the program. Allison, in a few minutes that we have left, it's, it's amazing. Time is running out. Let me get to a couple of fun other topics. One is, after I connected with Allison, and I remember her from that 702 show when I was there in Vegas, now I see her on Instagram and so on, and I'm following her, and all of a sudden she comes on and has a picture of herself with the New York Mets hat on, and I'll tell you, I knew I could connect with her. I never met her in my life, but I knew that I could find a way to connect by just sending her a message saying I feel bad for her because of everything a New York Mets fan goes through. And she did not waste a second in responding there. What? And then later on, I found out because 
because I'm from New Jersey and I listened to the, I did a little research, you were on a New York sports show and then they were trying to hook you up with Mark Sanchez in those days, the Sanchez and... Uh, Boy, I told you I've been a Jet season ticket holder 25 years. I live out here. I go two, three times a year now. I heard you dumped the Jets for the Seahawks. So first of all, talk about how you became a New York Mets fan and then how you were smart enough to dump my Jets for the Seahawks. Well, my husband is a Mets fan. He's a huge Mets fan. So when we met 10 years ago, he converted me. I was a Mariners fan. I grew up in Seattle. And I just fell in love with the Mets, even though they break my heart. But I just love this team. And as far as ditching the Jets, he was a Jets fan. And so I figured, hey, I adopted your Mets. You can take my Seahawks. So we decided, yes, let's, let's forget the Jets and let's move on to the Seahawks. And so far, with the exception of last week's game, it's been fantastic. Okay, I'm letting you out of this one because I'm looking for a way to get out myself, but I can't find it. I think I'm going to be with the Jets for the rest of my life. Tell me a little bit about working for Playboy, obviously, but being in the magazine, but then not only being in the magazine, but then being for so many years with the franchise and that's like building another business in itself right i mean even though you work for someone else it's helping build the brand and so on what is that like yeah i mean when you work for playboy you're essentially an ambassador for the company because i was made 2006 and so i don't know i maybe have worked for them longer than 11 years i yeah, it was a wonderful opportunity because Playboy has so many different licensees. So I was able to work for Playboy Racing, Playboy Golf, Playboy Gaming, Playboy Energy Drink. I mean, you name it, I was able to represent whatever product the brand was collaborating with. And I think that that really helped me gain an interesting business perspective as well because Playboy has been wonderful at collaborating. They still have, I mean, they don't, they no longer have the magazine in print, but what they're doing now with their licensing for their apparel and just for their brand itself is phenomenal. They're making more money now than ever. Really? Without the magazine, the iconic magazine, they're making more now. Yes, because the brand itself is so strong. The magazine for so many years, I think helped you know, with that image, but then when Heft was no longer with us, and then also now, I just think that it's, there's so many other, I guess, print news media, people are looking for different things. And so the brand itself, I think the Playboy brand itself is just so strong. I think that, I mean, I heard it's one of the top three most identifiable brands as far as that rabbit head logo that people just know. They know that's Playboy. And that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And one more question on that is, how were you discovered with that? Because you have a master's degree and I was reading about that in gerontology, which is an whole, I could do a whole other podcast to find out why a person gets a master's in gerontology and what they want to do with that in their life. And I'll get you on the next podcast for that. But then how were you discovered out of San Diego State for that? Or how did it, it come about? Yeah, I, I was in grad school and I was invited to go to a Midsummer Night's Dream party with a friend. And we attended the party and I actually met Kimberly Hefner, who is Hef's ex-wife. And she actually thought I was 
another, it was a case of mistaken identity. She thought I was someone else. We struck up a conversation. Next thing I knew, she was putting me in direct contact with the photo editor at Playboy. And so she was extremely instrumental. Uh, I'm forever grateful for her for getting me through the process because it is a bit of a process. You take you know, you take pictures, you meet half, and then they kind of go from there and they decide if they're going to make you a playmate or not. So I, it kind of was just one of the things right place at the right time. Boy, timing really is everything in life, right? And as bad as the timing is right now for most people, after listening to you, I think the timing for this order for dot me is the right time. You're doing great for restaurants and for small business. And I'm sure I did, and I hope our listeners today on Small Business Horsepower really enjoyed our time with you. Allison, thank you so much for being on smallbusinesshorsepower.com. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you can come back to visit us again, where I'll get into all these other subjects and maybe find out if you'll come back to Jets football. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if I can be persuaded to come back to the Jets, but I'll certainly come back on your program. I had a wonderful time. Thank you so much. Thank you, Allison. We really appreciate it.